It cannot be denied that something dangerous and unhealthy is happening in our country. Well, thanks for noticing, Mr. Attorney General. Jeff Sessions. Well, I don't know why I came here tonight. You going to do anything about it? I got the feeling that something right. You didn't think so. I'm so scared in case I fall off my chair. And I'm wondering how I'll get down the stairs. Clowns to the left of me. Jokers to the right. Here I am, stuck in the middle with you. Yep. Yes, I'm stuck. From Pacifica Radio in Los Angeles, this is the broadcast as heard on KPFK 90.7 FM in L.A., on KYAQ on the central coast of Oregon, and KSO in Cottage Grove, Oregon, in Lancaster, Pennsylvania on WLRI, in Maui, Hawaii on KAKU, in Columbus, Ohio on WGRN, on Palinville, New York's WLPP, Grand Rapids, Michigan's WPRR, New Orleans, WHIV, Gallup, New Mexico's KNIZ, in Concord, New Hampshire on WNHN, in Fayetteville, Arkansas on KPSQ, Seattle, Washington's KODX, Red Bluff and Redding, California's KFOI, Round Mountain, California's KKRN, and in Minneapolis, St. Paul on AM950 KTNF. We also stream coast-to-coast and around the globe every day on the internets on the Progressive Voices Channel, Netroots Radio, Indie Media Weekly, FYI Nation, NicoleSandler.com, Radio Free Brooklyn, GDPR Revolution 99, Workforce Rising, and Detour Talk, Blanketing Planet Earth five days a week. I'm Brad Friedman, your friendly investigative blogger, journalist, troublemaker, muckraker, all-around swell fellow. Says me from bradblog.com. Thank you very much for joining myself and the delightful Desi Doyen today for another thrilling episode of the Bradcast. Well, Parkland, Florida, with a population of 31,000 people in 2016, was named Florida's safest city that year, according to an analysis by the Washington based National Council for Home Safety and Security. A home Security Industry Trade Association. I suspect the folks there are feeling not quite as safe today, I'm sorry to say, as gun violence continues to reach into the lives of every corner of this country. Desi Doyen, those comments uh, that you played there at the top from uh, Jeff Sessions, that was uh, today speaking with uh, NDC. With NDC at a sheriff's convention. And he talked about, uh, yeah, that, uh, you know, there, there's no doubt there's a problem in our country. And then he went on to talk about how gang violence in yeah. some neighborhoods is is the grave danger. Well, uh, not the case in Parkland, Florida. Where, Far from it. Yeah, where the uh, teenager accused of using a semi-automatic rifle to kill 17 people at a Florida high school on Wednesday confessed to carrying out one of the nation's deadliest school shootings and concealing extra ammunition in his backpack. That, according to a sheriff's department report, the report from the Broward County Sheriff's Office, according to AP just minutes ago, says Nicholas Cruz told investigators that he shot the students in the hallways and on the grounds of Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. Uh, Cruz told officers that he had brought more loaded magazines to the school and kept them hidden in his backpack until he got on campus. 
Meanwhile, students were struggling on Thursday to describe the violence that ripped through their classrooms on an ordinary day just before classes were to be dismissed. Katerina Linden, for example, is a 16-year-old sophomore. She said she was in an advanced math class on Wednesday when the gunfire began. He shot the girl right next to me, she said, adding that uh, when she was finally able to leave the classroom, the air was foggy with gun smoke. She said, I stepped on so many shell casings. There were bodies on the ground. There was blood everywhere. All of those kids, or many of them, had to eventually leave the school, passing by the dead bodies of their fellow students uh, lying on the ground in the hallway. I cannot even imagine the horror that they faced and that they will now have to live with, frankly, for the rest of their lives. Uh this is a school of 3,000 kids. Uh, all of them, I suspect, are going to be uh, carrying these nightmares now for, for years. Yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, this is a well-known uh, consequence of such traumatic events that these children will very likely, and their teachers and the staff, will likely have uh, PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, for Pres- years. President Donald Trump on Thursday, a day after that deadly school massacre, Uh, described a, quote, scene of terrible violence, hatred and evil. And he promised to, quote, tackle the difficult issue of mental health. He avoided any mention at all of all of the guns uh, that this uh, that the shooter is said to have had in his uh, six minute address from the White House. Couldn't even come up with anything to say about guns. He said, we are all joined together as one American family and your suffering is our burden also. He added, no child, no teacher should ever be in danger in an American school. What he's willing to do about it, however, is another matter. Trump, whose private Mar-a-Lago club is in Palm Beach, Florida, just about 45 minutes from the town of Parkland, said on Thursday that he was making plans to visit the grieving community. Although um, from uh, some of the evidence we have uh, to talk about today, I don't know if he's particularly welcome in that community. I could be wrong. In any event, he was already planning to spend the weekend at Mar-a-Lago, so it should be convenient for him to pop on up to Parkland if he is so disposed. He answered no questions from the media about guns or anything else after he finished his address in the White House diplomatic room on Thursday, and he exited immediately after his remarks. The comments came after a came a day after the 19-year-old former student opened fire at the high school armed with a gas mask, a bulletproof vest, an AR-15 semi-automatic rifle, a whole bunch of high-capacity magazines that he used to kill those 17 people. Thirteen more remain in the hospital as of airtime today. At least two are in critical condition. It was the nation's deadliest school shooting since a gunman attacked the Sandy Hook Elementary School in Newtown, Connecticut, killing 20 children and six adults just over five years ago. But it is only one of hundreds, if not thousands, of mass shootings since then. It is the 19th, I'm sorry, the 18th is what uh, depends on whose math you use here, but the 18th school shooting since the beginning of 2018. At the Capitol, the usual divisions over gun violence were uh, and gun laws were evident again today. House Minority Leader Nancy Pelosi 
California Democrats said in a statement that Congress has a moral responsibility to take common sense action to prevent the daily tragedy of gun violence in communities across America. She said enough is enough. Meanwhile, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, Republican from Kentucky, did not mention guns at all. As he said, the Senate would observe a moment of silence at noon. And uh, he said in a statement that uh, he tweeted, I'm deeply saddened by the horrific violence in Florida, praying for the victims, their families and the Parkland community community, always grateful for first responders who charge into harm's way. Uh, The uh, before he was a candidate, Donald Trump at one point, actually favored some stricter gun restrictions. Remember that? But uh, early uh, in his administration, he told the National Rifle Association he was their friend and champion. And actually, many months before that, uh, it became clear that he was going to be working with the National Rifle Association as they threw him a big shindig while he was running for president. Earlier in the day... Uh, on Thursday, Donald Trump took to Twitter, of course, to argue that there are uh, that there were, quote, many signs the suspected shooter in the horrific attack was mentally disturbed and that his classmates should have reported him to authorities. Uh, so I guess it was their fault for not saying anything. Yeah, they didn't speak up. He said uh, in the in this uh, tweet, so many signs that the Florida shooter was mentally disturbed, even expelled from school for bad and erratic behavior referring to the uh, 19-year-old shooter who was charged uh, on Thursday with uh, 17 counts of premeditated murder. Trump said neighbors and classmates knew he was a big problem, must always report such instances to authorities again and again. Trump made no reference to guns himself or uh, in in either the uh, tweets or in his speech to to either guns or to the AR-15 believed to have been used in the attack. On Thursday morning, the White House released a proclamation honoring the victims of the shooting, saying in in a statement, our nation grieves with those who have lost loved ones in the shooting at the uh, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland. Trump also ordered flags to be flown at half-staff. See, he took action. Florida Governor Rick Scott took similar action, ordering the flags to be flown at half-staff. So don't say they're not doing anything. Meanwhile, Senator uh, Marco Rubio, Republican of Florida, in an interview on Thursday morning with the Fox News Channel, called uh, called the suspect a, quote, deeply disturbed person and, quote, someone that people knew was a danger, once again helping to blame others for the action of the shooter. They didn't, the others didn't take the, the proper action. And uh, it also helps to deflect blame from his fellow Republicans in Congress who make it uh, perfect, who made it perfectly legal for a 19-year-old to buy as many of these weapons of mass destruction as they like. Yes, this AR-15 was reportedly bought uh, perfectly legally. Attorney uh, General Jeff Sessions, during a previously scheduled speech to a group of sheriffs in D.C., said on Thursday that it is too often the case that the perpetrators of these terrible attacks had given off signals in advance. Perhaps we haven't been effective enough in intervening immediately. Trump has 
previously blamed mass shootings on mental health issues. In November, he said the mass shooting at a church in Sutherland Springs, Texas, quote, isn't a guns situation, but instead, quote, a mental health problem at the highest level. Just weeks into his presidency, however, Donald Trump signed a bill passed by his fellow Republicans, rolling back an Obama-era regulation that had made it harder for people with mental illnesses to buy firearms. Which is absolutely maddening when you hear uh, the president and all of these Republicans talking over and over about mental health issues, not guns, but mental health, knowing that they made it easier for people with mental health issues, people who were adjudicated by a court of law, to have mental health issues, made it easier for them to buy guns and, oh, by the way, uh, cut health care that would otherwise uh, treat yeah, mental health issues. That's, that's that's what really, really galls me about it. Not just the repeal of the allowing mentally ill to buy guns, but the cutting of health care, yeah. especially mental health care. This has been an, a decades long issue from the Republicans that have been just gradually cutting and cutting and cutting so that people cannot get the mental health care that they need. In, in addition to uh, blaming uh, mental health, but not doing anything about it, Trump and making it worse. Making it worse, Trump has also uh, previously directed blames, uh, the, the blame at others rather than the shooters uh, for not doing, uh, for not stopping it in advance. He directed blame at the neighbors of uh, other mass shooters, like uh, in uh, the December 2015 shooting in San Bernardino, California. He re repeatedly claimed, without providing any evidence whatsoever. That the neighbors of the shooters knew about the attack in advance. He said many people saw the bombs all over the apartment in San Bernardino. Muslims have to report the problems when they see them, Trump said during a presidential debate. So it was in that case, I guess, the Muslims fault. And now it's the students fault. It's not his fault. It's not Congress's fault for their lack of action, lack of any action at all. To curb violence in the only nation where these types of shootings occur so often, we don't even we don't even bother to uh, report most of them uh, on the air because they happen so frequently. Actually, there was a shooting in a high school. Uh, I want to say up in California that took place the day before. Des, we were talking about it uh, after I think after Tuesday's show, show yeah. and saying, "Man, nobody even knows about this one." And I would have covered it the following day, but for what happened in Florida. But these things happen every goddamn day in this country. So much so that, you know, uh, unless it's an absolutely massive shooting, uh, or at least we, you know, if we don't know the motive of the shooters, you know, when it's a, a, a domestic violence, we don't cover it. When it's gang violence, we don't cover it. When it's uh, just a guy who, uh, you know, walks into... Uh, a workplace violence issue. Workplace violence. Yeah, no big deal. They barely register, if at all. Uh, Trump struck a uh, more solemn tone in addressing the nation after the Las Vegas shooting last October, where 58 were killed, more than 500 shot in a matter of minutes by a man who had converted dozens of semi-automatic weapons into full automatic machine guns using perfectly legal devices to do so to do so which still have not been banned for sale in this country months after that bloodbath 
Trump dubbed that attack as an act of pure evil, calling the shooter a sick and demented man while punting, as he always does, on questions over whether the attack should prompt stricter gun safety laws. Florida Governor Rick Scott has been repeating that pure evil line since the shooting on Thursday because, you know, there are actions that could be taken, but nothing can stop pure evil. So why bother even talking about, uh, you know, taking any action at all? It's, it's pure evil. It cannot be stopped. AP reports today that the uh, suspected 19-year-old shooter, Nicholas Cruz, had been uh, recently orphaned. Cruz had uh, legally purchased that AR-15 uh, said to have been used in the attack about a year ago. Law enforcement officials told the AP federal law allows people 18 and older to legally purchase long guns, including this kind of assault weapon. You can't buy a beer, but you can buy assault weapons. You can join the, the, the military and, and, and go off and fight in wars, but you can't buy a beer. Authorities offered no immediate details uh, about a possible motive, except to say that Cruz had been kicked out of uh, out of the high school. Students who knew him described him as a volatile teenager whose strange behavior caused others to end friendships with him. That, of course, is not the same as mental illness. There's a lot of uh, troubled, volatile teenagers. Cruz's mother, Linda Cruz, died of pneumonia on November 1. Of just last year, neighbors, friends and family members uh, uh, talked about that. According to the Sun Sentinel, Cruz and her and her husband, who had died of a heart attack several years ago, had adopted Nicholas and his biological brother after the couple moved from Long Island in New York to Broward County. Cruz asked to move in with a friend's family in northwest Broward. That family agreed, and Cruz moved in around Thanksgiving. According to the family's lawyer, they knew that Cruz owned the AR-15 legally, but made him keep it, in, uh, keep it locked up in a cabinet, though he had the key. Attorney Jim Lewis told the AP that the family is cooperating with authorities and had no idea that he was planning the shooting. He seemed like, quote, just a mildly troubled kid who'd lost his mom during the three months that they lived together. Respectful and quiet, they said, but also sad because his mother had died, according to their attorney. Uh, they had no indication that anything severe like this was wrong. He totally kept this from everybody. So I'm not exactly clear what it is that Donald Trump and Marco Rubio and uh, Rick Scott, the governor, uh, Jeff Sessions, what they are suggesting people were supposed to have done. Had they gone to authorities and had the authorities stopped by and visited him and found out he had this gun, well, he had the gun perfectly legally. He hadn't been adjudicated as having uh, some sort of mental illness, so they would have said, okay, careful with that gun, kid. Photos posted in an Instagram account linked Cruz to uh, linked to Cruz showed a half dozen weapons displayed on a mattress and a box full of ammunition. Victoria Olvera, 17 year old junior at the school, said that uh, Cruz was expelled last year because he got into a fight with his ex girlfriend. Uh, I'm sorry, with his ex girlfriend's new boyfriend. Again, not a sign of mental illness, a sign of being a an 18 or 19 year old kid. 
Uh, signing uh, uh, the measure last year, just months into office, to make it easier for those judged by the courts to be mentally ill wasn't the only thing that Donald Trump did to undermine his own claims at supposed uh, solutions to the nation's out-of-control gun epidemic. Reporter Sarah Kenzior uh, notes that over 2017, the Trump administration cut funding to research violent white supremacists and eliminated community programs aimed at stopping them. Well, she notes that yesterday's school shooter was now reportedly said to have been trained by white supremacists. According to the Anti-Defamation League today, a spokesman for the white supremacist group Republic of Florida, or ROF, told the Anti-Defamation League on Thursday that Cruz um, was uh, was associated with his group after self-described ROF members claimed on the discussion forum 4chan that uh, Cruz had also been a member of the group. The Anti-Defamation League called the ROF hotline, spoke with an ROF member who identified himself as Jordan Jarob. He's believed to be the leader of ROF. Jarob said that Cruz was associated with them. He was uh, brought up by another member. Jarob added that Cruz had participated in one or more ROF training exercises in the Tallahassee area, carpooling with other ROF members from South Florida. The ROF has members in North and South Florida. It is a white supremacist group that borrows military concepts from the anti-government extremist militia movement, which is not itself a white supremacist movement, the ADL notes. ROF describes itself as a white civil rights organization fighting for white identitarian politics and seeks to create a, quote, white ethno state in Florida. Jarob added that the group had not ordered or wanted Cruz to do anything like the school shooting, though apparently they were happy to train him for such an event. If Cruz's uh, role is confirmed, the ADL notes, uh, and other groups, AP, in fact, has now talked to the uh, group as well, uh, who has confirmed that uh, Cruz was involved with them. Uh, The Parkland school shooting would be the second school shooting by a white supremacist in the past two months. In December of 2017, another young white supremacist engaged in a shooting spree at a high school in northwest New Mexico, killing two students before shooting himself. And yet Jeff Sessions is talking about gang violence. Donald Trump is talking about uh, uh, Islamic extremists. None of these guys seem to be talking about white supremacists, which has been shown over and over again, domestic terrorism shown over and over again to be a far greater threat uh, than uh, than Islamic terror. And yet here we are. I can only imagine, uh, you know, had this uh, shooter's name been, uh, you know, Mohammed, uh, what uh, what Donald Trump would have said, what Donald Trump would have done, what our nation's law enforcement would have done, what our nation's military would have done, had uh, had an, an Islamic extremist uh, walked into an American high school and uh, killed 17 with 13 un- others now in the hospital. I can only imagine. So, yeah, uh, we've got a lot of problems in this country. You would think that safety for our school children would be one thing that we'd find a way to agree on, but we can't even seem to do that anymore. 
While Republican officials from Washington to Florida are calling for no new gun safety legislation today, the superintendent and the kids from the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School, after watching their fellow students be gunned down and hiding in terror during Wednesday's massacre, they certainly are calling for action, and so are the mothers of many of the children facing threats of gun violence in our nation's schools. Uh, more on that, and we will speak uh, to one of the moms demanding action on gun sense. After a quick break, I'm Brad Friedman. This is the Bradcast. <laughs> Hey, this is Brad. We really need your support now more than ever. This is not a drill. It never was. Please consider a donation to our work here on the Bradcast by stopping by bradblog.com donate to help out however you can. That's bradblog.com donate. From Desi Doyen and myself, thank you. Welcome back to the Bradcast. Brad Friedman from bradblog.com. Two of the NRA's strongest allies in Florida, Governor Rick Scott and Attorney General Pam Bondi, stood next to Broward County School Superintendent Robert Runcie during a press conference on Thursday as Runcie delivered a powerful message from students to lawmakers about gun violence. The Broward County School Superintendent spoke at a press conference to give updates on the bloody massacre at the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida, on Wednesday. That tragedy was the 18th school shooting of 2018, and it is the third deadliest school shooting in modern American history. As Runcie spoke, he was flanked by both Bondi and Governor Scott, who have each been staunch allies of the NRA which opposes any legislation on gun violence. Despite that, Runcy was loud and clear in his message. Every minute of the day is focusing on how we can support our families, our students, and our staff as we work through this horrific um, situation. I will tell you that um, students have been reaching out to me, uh, reaching out to um, staff, probably board members and others, um, saying that now, now is the time for this country to have a real conversation on sensible gun control laws in this country. So our students are asking for that conversation. And I hope we can get it done in this generation, but if we don't, they will. That was uh, Superintendent of the Broward County uh, School District in Florida, Robert Runcie. The NRA uh, Bondi, Attorney General Bondi, and Governor Scott's benefactors, for their part, have long opposed the justice that students are now demanding, according to Runcie. The group has spent tens of millions in each American election cycle in recent years to support mostly Republicans like Bondi, like Scott, like the president of the United States, like the Republican majority leader Mitch McConnell and the Republican House Speaker Paul Ryan, not to mention Florida's Republican U.S. Senator Marco Rubio, who joined the chorus with Donald Trump and Rick Scott today. 
to discourage new gun safety laws to try and help prevent massacres like the ones like the one in uh, in Parkland, Florida on uh, on Wednesday. Speaking on the Senate floor today, Rubio said the problem with proposals to require universal background checks for gun purchases or to limit the ban of uh, to limit or ban the sale of high capacity ammunition magazines uh, and uh, or to ban the sale of semi-automatic military style assault rifles or even the inexpensive devices that turn those weapons into fully automatic machine guns like the type used to kill 58 and wound 500 others during a concert on the Las Vegas Strip just late last year. The problem with those proposals, Senator Rubio said, was that they, quote, would not have prevented not just yesterday's tragedy, but any of those in recent history. Following the Pulse nightclub shooting in Orlando, Florida, where 49 were killed and 58 others were wounded, In that 2016 mass shooting, Rubio made similar comments, telling the BBC at the time that tougher gun regulations would not have prevented the attack. Rubio, by way of coincidence, has received some $3.3 million from the National Rifle Association, according to The New York Times, as of October 2017. It was an excellent investment by the group, it seems. That group has worked very hard over the years to enable terrorists, both foreign and domestic, to carry out their bloodbaths with minimal interference. Rubio, along with Governor Scott and Attorney General Bondi, have been more more than willing to help the extremist organization at every opportunity. Bondi used her position to put the weight of the entire state of Florida behind the NRA attempt to overturn federal law and put more guns into the hands of 18 to 20 year olds. The suspected shooter at Stoneman Douglas High is 19 years old and purchased his AR-15 legally, according to uh, Florida law enforcement officials. Governor Scott has been an even bigger champion of the organization. Share Blues Oliver Willis notes, Uh, that the NRA has showered him with praise, proudly declaring in 2014 that Governor Scott has now signed more pro-gun bills into law in one term than any other government, uh, any other governor in Florida history. When Scott ran for re-election, the NRA endorsed him, noted he had an A-plus rating, which it describes as the highest possible rating and is reserved for elected officials with an excellent public record on critical NRA issues. They hailed Scott's support of Florida's Stand Your Ground law, which allows civilians to use deadly force in situations where they simply perceive of a threat, whether it's real or not. That was most infamously invoked in the murder of Trayvon Martin, who was gunned down uh, in his own neighborhood in Florida when he was just 17. Willis observes that multiple studies have found that that law, Stand Your Ground laws, have led to more, not less, gun deaths. The NRA has powerful allies, however, from the White House to Congress to the state government of Florida. But individuals like Superintendent Runcie see the carnage wrought in American communities as a result of the NRA's stance on guns. And unlike Scott and Bondi, uh, stand instead, Runcie does, with the children who demand justice for their fallen friends. One of those children, David Hogg, a student survivor of Wednesday's massacre, 
at Douglas High School demanded as much in remarks on CNN earlier today. What we really need is action because we can say, yes, we're going to do all these things, thoughts and prayers. What we need more than that is action. Please. This is the 18th one this year. That's unacceptable. We're children. You guys like are the adults. You need to take some action and play a role. Work together, come over your politics and get something done. That would be nice. Uh, That was a uh, survivor of the massacre on Wednesday. Nonetheless, today, Republican members of Congress, the president of the United States and the governor of Florida, all right on schedule, declared that mental illness is the real problem here, not guns, and that any laws to make guns harder to purchase, even for 19-year-olds, can do nothing to prevent what they describe as the cause of such killings, which they say is true evil. That apparently uh, simply cannot be deterred or prevented in any way. A group that I suspect strongly disagrees with those notions is Moms Demand Action for Gun Sense, an affiliated group of the Every Town for Gun Safety organization with local chapters now all across the country. Formed in 2013 in the wake of the 2012 Sandy Hook Elementary School massacre, the most deadly school shooting prior to Wednesdays in Florida. Joining us now is Wendy Wheatcroft. She is a local group leader of the San Diego chapter of Moms Demand Action. She is a mom, a former grade school teacher, a survivor, and a community safety advocate working to end gun violence. Wendy Wheatcroft, welcome to the broadcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, Wendy, an average of 96 Americans are killed by guns each day in this country. As the Moms Demand Action website points out, we have had... 300, 300 school shootings since 2013, yet on Thursday, Donald Trump, president of the United States, while describing a, quote, scene of terrible violence, hatred and evil in Florida on Wednesday, promised to, quote, tackle the difficult issue of mental health, but avoided any mention whatsoever of guns in his six minute remarks to the American people. He said we all uh, we are all joined together as one American family and your suffering is our burden. Also, he added that no child, no teacher should ever be in danger in an American school. Uh, I just wanted to get your response to the to the president's remarks uh, from someone who who was a teacher who's now working on on this issue. Your remarks uh, to the president's comments uh, from the White House on Thursday morning. Well, you know, those are typical NRA talking points. And the fact that President Trump is in the pocket of the NRA highlights why he is saying the things that he says. He is their puppet, and he has been put in that office to fulfill all their needs and wants, which involves having guns everywhere all the time in this country. I was uh, I want to talk a little bit more about that and the tactics that the NRA uses and and how uh, gun safety advocates uh, might learn from that. But, Wendy, I was struck in the uh, in the wake of the news reporting uh, on the on the massacre in Florida as to how many students reported that they were texting their mothers while hiding for safety as the shooting broke out, I immediately thought of Moms Demand Action when I saw that. How did you uh, come to be a part of this group? Well, through my own experiences as a teacher and a mom and being in real lockdowns in my own classroom, surrounded by actual gun violence in the neighborhood where I taught, I just got to the point where I had had enough. 
and I needed to speak out about this problem and do something about it. You know, in addition to the 96 people that die every day, this is about 23 children being shot every single day, and about eight of them die every day. Mm. And beyond the fatalities and injuries, there's an estimated 3 million American children each year that witness shootings. And this causes significant mental trauma and damage to young children's brains that are still developing. And it increases the likelihood of future involvement in violent crime when they're experiencing these in their environment. I got to say, you you mentioned you you experienced several lockdowns as a teacher. Uh, When I was growing up, we didn't have lockdowns. We didn't have lockdown drills. Um, How... What happened in those lockdowns that you were in? Was that was that something that the uh, schools were uh, uh, preparing for at the time that you were teaching, or did these sort of come out of the blue at the time? So I've been teaching for quite a long time, um, 17 years, in fact. And when I started teaching, we did not have lockdown drills at all. And I remember the very first time we had one, and I thought, what is this all about? Why are we doing this? We weren't told what it was for. We were given no warning, and it was all very vague. And then we started to actually have real lockdowns where gunmen were passing through the campus or nearby in the neighborhood, and Newtown happened. And I thought, oh, my God, you know, this probably isn't just happening in my school. It's likely happening in other schools, and no one is talking about it. And it became incredibly urgent for me to talk about this and to share our experiences because... The the shootings like the one that happened in Florida are the ones that make the news. We don't hear about the near misses that happen in our schools almost every single day. And we are putting our children in, in the range of fire of gunmen. And they deserve to live free from gun violence in their schools, in their homes, in their communities. And we are putting them in a place where they are sitting ducks. And they are being brutally murdered in a place where they should be safe and in a safe haven, free to learn, free to have friends, free to have fun and enjoy their learning. And it's just an epidemic in this country. You know, like clockwork, uh, we're told by Republicans and the NRA, uh, uh, you know, the NRA and their supporters and and, uh after these shootings, they say it's not time to discuss issues of gun safety. Uh, that would be politicization of a tragedy. But, of course, they immediately discuss mental health issues as uh, some vague political solution. Uh, when is the appropriate time to discuss what to do about these tragedies, if not in their immediate aftermath? Because you can get that, you know, by the weekend, I suspect the nation and the media and the politicians will all have moved on to the next issue of the day. So if not now, when ought we be uh, talking about these matters? There is no such thing as too soon to talk about gun violence. These shootings are compounding one upon the other upon the other. So when is the time? It's too late for those families. It's too late for those moms whose kids did not come home from school on Valentine's Day. Can you imagine? The NRA will say and do anything possible to sell their guns and make money. And there are plenty of things that we can do to prevent these types of shootings from happening. For example, in the state of California, there is a law called the Gun Violence Restraining Order. This law enables family members or police 
to remove weapons from someone that they deem to be a threat to themselves or others. If Florida had a red flag law like this in place, this shooter could have been stopped. His mom asked for help in the past couple of years, and no one was able to help her because they did not have a law like this in place. Is... uh... (laughs) Do you find uh, the NRA's grip on uh, uh, national politicians uh, to sort of be echoed at the at the local level uh, where you are in San Diego? I know that, uh, uh, you know, it's, you, it used to be at least a very Republican area. Do you come across the same type of NRA talking points down there when when trying to work on this uh, on the local level as well? Yes, absolutely. You know, the NRA has been infiltrating local government for years, not just local government offices, but school boards, water boards, every lower level of government they have been infiltrating and pushing out these, these talking points. And it's just so important for us in every city to buckle down locally and to make sure that we're supporting candidates that do not share this narrative and this message. At that point, is uh, is that the only uh, answer at this point? Uh, elections, in other words, we're we're not really going to see real action, whether it be at the local or state or federal level. The only action is to change uh, who the legislators are. This is a long, slow march. It's it's we say in this fight that it's a marathon, not a sprint. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, right now, our house is dominated by legislators who have been bought by the NRA and we need to be working so that we can vote them out in 2018 and elect gun sense candidates and gun sense candidates are not just Dems it's not enough to just be a Dem anymore we need people who are champions for gun violence prevention and who will be outspoken and unafraid to speak out and stand up to the NRA and a perfect example of this is Senator Chris Murphy in Connecticut Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Chris Murphy, uh, who we played a little bit of him on the show yesterday. He was uh, he's a senator now. Uh, he had been the House member representing uh, Newtown, Connecticut, during that uh, massacre in uh, back in 2012. He is speaking out, um, but uh, and other Democrats are as well. Uh, but it, it seems to me, you know, we, we can talk all we want. These issues are not even allowed to come up for a vote. I have seen it said that the that the uh, that the NRA's power, per se, doesn't lie with their money that they give to candidates and it gives tens of millions to largely Republican candidates each year. But it's uh, it's the voters. It's the NRA's voters and supporters now because your group has has a fair amount of money as well, not as much as the NRA. But why do the NRA supporters seem easier to motivate to the polls Uh, than gun safety advocates? Well, they have been brainwashed and convinced to think that their guns and their right to own their guns are more important than people. And there's a place where we can peacefully coexist in the middle. And that's what we try to do with Moms Demand Action. We are not here to take anyone's guns away. We are not here to ban the Second Amendment. We are here to help put in place gun safety measures that enable gun owners to maintain their rights and to keep their guns while also keeping people safe from guns. We have been working state by state in every state to knock down bills that the NRA have been trying to pass, things like 
permitless carry, things like guns in schools, guns on college campuses, and this uh, red flag law that we're trying to pass in states similar to California's gun violence restraining order. Currently, five states have these red flag laws where you can remove a gun from someone who poses a threat. And these bills are currently pending in 18 more states. Mm. But non-NRA members need to be as loud and vocal as the NRA members are in speaking out about these laws and calling their legislators and making their ideas and beliefs known. How do you recommend that uh, folks get involved locally above and beyond calling their legislators and uh, above and beyond uh, voting? Are uh, our, our new chapters still popping up uh, with uh, oh, Moms yes. Demand we Action? Are growing. Yes, Moms is growing rapidly, and unfortunately after every shooting we grow by leaps and bounds, but people can text the word ACT, A-C-T, to 64433, and that will connect them. To uh, put in their info and get connected with their local group. We have group, very active groups in every major city, a lot of smaller cities, and we also have things that Volunteers for Moms can do just from home. Things like calling new members to welcome them, things like making calls to legislators and reminding people to call their legislators when a bill is coming up for a vote. There are lots of ways people can get involved with us. Yeah, I was uh, reading something recently about one of the um, concerns or, or at least the comparisons between the NRA and the uh, gun safety uh, groups like Moms Demand Action, which is that uh, the NRA actually offers, uh, you know, and, and the groups that support them actually offer uh, opportunities for members to meet each other, to talk with each other. Uh, you know, they're invited to, to shooting ranges and, and they can talk about these political issues. Uh, are there similar opportunities uh, on, the, on, the, on the gun safety side for oh, people yeah. to get together like that? And should yeah, there be more? Definitely. Yeah. Yes, most definitely. And I can tell you, speaking for my group and speaking for most of the groups in California, we all have monthly meetings where we get together and we talk shop. But we also have a lot of gatherings where we get together socially. We have play dates with our kids. And, you know, we're not just moms. We have dads who are members. We have grandparents. We have people who don't even have children who are members. Moms is for everyone. And we plan all kinds of different activities, not just making phone calls, not just writing letters. We march, we, we do walks, we have coffees, we have play dates. You name it, sky's the limit. We recently had some bake sales. So there really is something for everyone. Uh, Wendy Wheatcroft, uh, I want to thank you for your work because I know you actually, uh, I think, left uh, being a teacher to uh, pick up this effort. Uh, so thank you for all that you do. Your group uh, can be found at MomsDemandAction.org. You can be followed on the Twitters at MomsDemand. Mm -hmm. And uh, if I have it right, all you got to do is text ACT, the word ACT, to 64433 in order to get involved immediately. Is that right? Yes, that's right. Thank you so much, Wendy. Please stay in touch, and uh, thank you again for all your work. Thank you so much. Have a good day. You too. Okay, uh, mothers and fathers alike, uh, and now uh, students and kids, uh, join in. We need all hands on deck here because uh, this fight is is not easy. And the group uh, Moms Demand Action uh, formed after the Sandy Hook massacre. 
back when uh, it looked like there might have been action taken. Little did we know how powerful the NRA was back then. We'll talk a little bit about that after this break. I'm Brad Friedman. Don't touch that dial. Hi, this is Desi Doyen from the Green News Report and the Bradcast. What the public hears on the public airwaves matters. At the Bradcast, we do our best to bring you accurate news and analysis on the issues that actually matter. And we do it all independently, without corporate or political influence. But we can't do it without you, now more than ever. Please help us stay on your public airwaves by going to bradblog.com donate to help keep us going. That's bradblog.com donate. And thanks. Welcome back to the Bradcast. Brad Friedman from bradblog.com. Former President Barack Obama. Remember him? Uh, He tweeted as well this morning in response to all of this, saying... uh, we are grieving with Parkland, we, but we are not powerless. Caring for our kids is our first job, and until we can honestly say that we are doing enough to keep them safe from harm, including long overdue common sense gun safety laws that most Americans want, then we have to change. Uh, by way of contrast with uh, Donald Trump blaming people, blaming others... Uh, and saying nothing about the guns that killed uh, well, so many in Parkland, Florida on Friday, but so many every day across this country. Uh, and uh, father of um, one of the Douglas High School students, uh, a man by the name of Sergio Rosenblatt, uh, is uh, demanding that politicians stop taking blood money from the National Rifle Association, from the NRA. Here was uh, Rosenblatt's comments um, late last night on MSNBC. I was watching every face, and at the same time, I was watching, again, the, the children. That's, that's an image I'll never forget, those kids. It's burned into my conscience now, the faces of terror. I, I, I wish, and I told somebody, I wish he would film these kids and then show it to the politicians with their speeches, their empty speeches you know i'm tired of praying i'm tired of you know let's not talk and think about the families i'm tired another ar-15 i'm tired america you're killing your kids what are we going to do about this what's wrong with us what do you think we should do about it first stop accepting blood money what's the difference between the, the why are we accepting money from the nra politicians grow a spine Think of your kids. Think of the pain. Those 15, 17 people are my family. They're your family. We're, we're, and I'm not preaching. This is real. When are we going to wake up? Good question. When are we going to wake up? When will these politicians stop accepting what he appropriately calls blood money? Uh, in 2010, the NRA... Uh, expended a little bit more than $8 million on elections. That has grown exponentially over the years. In uh, 2012, that doubled to almost $20 million. In 2014, the NRA spent $27 million. In 2016, 
They spent more than $54 million on elections, the National Rifle Association did. Wow. They went from $8 million in 2010 to, to f- $54 million, million in 2016. Yep, just six years later. Eight times, more than eight times more. Uh, I mentioned earlier that Senator Mitch McConnell had tweeted how uh, he was deeply saddened by the horrific violence in Florida, that he was praying for the victims, their families, and the Parkland community, and that he was always grateful for first responders who charge into harm's way, but failed to say anything about uh, guns or weapons. James Fallows of The Atlantic notes, uh, just for the historical record, he reminds us, after the Sandy Hook uh, New- Newtown, Connecticut shootings of December 2012, it was Mitch McConnell who led the Senate filibuster that kept gun control measures from coming to a vote. And in fact, I, I went back to uh, the New York Times in April of 2013. This is just a few months after the Sandy Hook massacre. Um, they reported at the time that a, a wrenching national search for solutions to the violence that left 20 children dead in Newtown, Connecticut, all but ended on Wednesday after the GOP-controlled Senate defeated several measures to expand gun control. In rapid succession, a bipartisan compromise to expand background checks for gun buyers, a ban on assault weapons, and a ban on high-capacity gun magazines all failed one after another. They all failed to get the 60 votes needed to pass the measure. 60 votes needed, not 50, 60. Sitting in the Senate gallery with other survivors of recent mass shootings at the time and their families, uh, Lori Haas, whose daughter was shot at Virginia Tech, and Patricia Maish, a survivor of the mass shooting in Arizona, shouted together, shame on you. President Obama, speaking at the White House after that vote, echoed that cry calling uh, Wednesday, calling that day back in April of 2013, a pretty shameful day for Washington. More than 50 senators, including a few Republicans, in other words, a majority of the U.S. Senate at the time, but lacking enough uh, votes to get over that 60-vote filibuster requirement, more than 50 uh, senators had signaled their support for the gun bill, but that was not enough to reach the 60-vote threshold to overcome the filibuster led by uh, Senator Mitch McConnell and his Senate majority. In other words, despite all of the measures, and actually I think all of them, received a majority of votes in the U.S. Senate, in the unbelievably undemocratic U.S. Senate, despite that, uh, the GOP, uh, led by Mitch McConnell, was able to keep all of them from passing. The national right, and by passing, that means getting 60 votes, not 50, 60 So, you know, when he says how deeply saddened he is by the horrific violence in Florida five years later, five years after he uh, stopped an assault weapons ban, which would have kept this guy from being able to go to a store and and, and legally buy an an AR-15. So, you know, (laughs) sorry, Mitch McConnell, uh, not buying it, but I'm hoping you're enjoying that money you receive every year from the NRA. The National Rifle Association Uh, mobilized members to blanket the Senate with phone calls back in 2013 on the day of this series of votes, blanket them with phone calls, emails and letters, the New York Times reported. The group also spent $500,000 on that day alone on an advertising campaign criticizing, quote, Obama's gun ban. 
Uh, Congressman Mike Thompson uh, speaking, uh, was this uh, today? Yeah, I think this was. Uh, yes, this was today, today at the Democratic press conference. Democratic press conference uh, talked about how difficult it was uh, to pass even the lowest hanging fruit on background checks, much less banning assault weapons. We can't even get a hearing on the background check bill. So the idea that we'd be able to do something on assault weapons is uh, a, a it goes beyond a heavy lift. I'm a gun owner. Um, I support the Second Amendment. I also carried an assault weapon for tour of duty in Vietnam. I know what they're used for. I know what they're capable of. And personally, I believe there's no place in a civilized uh, society to have these things. We don't need them. Uh, we know the damage that they've done, and if you go back, if you go to Sandy Hook, if you go now to Florida, uh, if, you, if, if you go to, to any of the mass shootings that we've seen, uh, Las Vegas, it is in fact the weapon of choice. And it's the weapon of choice because it was designed uh, to, uh, to be able to bring uh, pure hell and fury uh, to anyone it's used against. And yet... We are the, the Congress is not even able to ban a device that makes those already unbelievably deadly weapons even more so that turns them into fully automatic machine guns. Even that apparently is off the table for Republicans and unfortunately for Americans. Yes. So I, I ain't got no solution to this. Uh, it seems like the solution um as uh, Wendy Weecroft was saying, comes back once again to elections, like everything else, comes back to elections. Climate change, gun uh, safety, all of these things always come back to elections and, uh, A, getting money out of politics, as I discussed yesterday. Which also requires going to vote and electing those people. Exactly. Uh, B, getting out to vote. So uh, the conversation continues as does the lack of solutions uh, from our elected officials. Got to get out. My thanks to our producer, Desi Doyen, to Wendy Wheatcroft of MomsDemandAction.org, and to you for spending a portion of your day or night with us. If you missed any portion of today's show or any other, you can download it anytime for free at bradblog.com. My uh, thanks to those of you who have stopped by bradblog.com slash donate to help support the work that we do here every day over your public airwaves. Your support is the only thing that keeps us going. So if you haven't stopped by bradblog.com slash donate, please consider doing so soon. Uh, you can drop me email. I'm bradcast at bradblog.com. And on the Facebooks and the Twitters, you can find, follow, and share us worldwide where I am simply the Brad blog. That's it. Until we meet again, I'm Brad Friedman. Good luck, world.